Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. This is our podcast where we dig into the digital revolution, and we've got generally a series of monthly guests who are with us from time to time. And one of our digital all-stars is Bonnie Tinder. Bonnie's an expert on customers and the customer experience through software and uh, other enterprise technology projects. And she runs a peer-to-peer -peer review site called Raven Intel, from which perspective Bonnie's able to reflect on how things are going in the world of customers, how they're doing with these technology projects. Bonnie, welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. It's always a pleasure to have you. Always a pleasure to be here. Thanks for, for having me today. Yep, yep. So Bonnie, I think as always, you've got some interesting perspectives about that whole thing. You know, we, we call your monthly uh, episodes here Tinder on customers. So what's the, uh, what's the big reveal for you this month? Well, um, this month, I've been thinking of a lot about customer experience um, because of some interactions that I've had personally in my consumer customer experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I've been really thinking through this month is this idea of digital transformation. We know, because we talk about this all the time, it's off the charts in the last year Every business is going through a digital transformation of some kind to deliver service in a better way digitally for customers, um, whether it's e-commerce or, you know, uh, delivering remote work, things like that. Um, and we've seen this industry absolutely booming. But the big question that, that I was mulling over this week is, is how much has all of this digital transformation actually benefited the end customer? Are customers happier as a result of the digital transformation? And um, again, I, I mentioned these, these personal experiences that I've had this past week. And um, it, it really made me pause to say, you know, the customer experience is great when you can deliver a digital product and, you know, all of this idea of um, getting your goods online and things like that. But at the end of the day, if that relationship that you have with that organization in person um, or from a relationship period, even at, or perspective, even an online relationship is not good, doesn't matter. You can throw all the robots you want at it. I'm still not gonna be loyal to that brand. And I, I had a couple uh, you know, experiences this week that really, turned me off despite a great digital relationship with the company that in-person experience was terrible and it, it it changed everything for me so that's that's my topic this week is this question of is, are we better off as a result of all this digital transformation wow buddy it's interesting right because the, the sort of the big lesson for everybody over the past two or three years and certainly over the past 13 14 months has been however good you were in the physical world you better be as good in the digital world and now perhaps what you're saying is as people have come, companies have come to master the digital side of things, are they neglecting or forgetting or giving short shrift back to the uh, traditional way of doing business? I think so. I think so. I think everybody is so concerned with this digital experience that they've forgotten that the in-person experience is probably more weighty. Yeah. Well, we, um, yeah, we recently had one like that uh, in buying a new car. It's the same sort of car I bought, I think, seven of them in a row or something like that. And uh, I went to a different dealer afterward, and I got a call from the dealer 
that we bought the car from where it had been such a terrible experience. And I said, no, I said, I will never do business with your dealership for any reason again. And uh, it, it all had to do with the personal face-to-face experience there, right? Got everything done, set up online, go in there and woo. Now that was a stinker. Uh, Bonnie, what, why do you think this happens? What, what's, what's the thing that companies have to examine, identify, own up to and address? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that the missing link in the customer experience um, equation is, you know, the digital side of things. You can measure and, and put programs together to ensure um, a good digital experience, and you can measure the digital experience. Um, on the other hand, and it's and it's one thing to measure that. Did I get my goods and services on time? Was I able to order my coffee easily and pick it up at Starbucks? Um, that's one part of it. And you can check the box and say, hey, our mobile app is working great. Um, you know, delivery is on time. It's easy to return goods um, back to the store, back to, you know, electronically ship them back. All of those things you can check the box and say, hey, my digital project did what it needed to if you're able to to do those things. On the other hand, on the other hand, and I'll use some specific examples. If you are Starbucks and that's where you stop your measurement of customer service, you are going to then minimize the impact that when I go into your store, and this happened to me last week, um, you know, and I pick up my coffee there, if I am greeted with 50 rules before I get in, And, you know, um, basically police tape all over the chairs and tables saying, don't sit here and don't eat here. I'm not going to be a happy customer paying for my overpriced coffee. And I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in that, you know, in, in, in our, you know, now COVID era that makes it, you know, that they, they, I guess, can't deliver services in person anymore like they used to. On the other hand, the experience in a store is nothing like it used to be pre-COVID. Safety and precautions, you know, those are those are standard things. Everybody has to deal with it. But I think Starbucks has really, in my personal experience, dropped the ball with their in-person customer experience. No longer do I want to pay $5 for a cup of coffee, you know, even if it's easy to order and pick up, when my experience in the store is going to be like that. And I think that a lot of people, as I've done these informal surveys now with, um, you know, with my my network, are feeling the same way. It's one thing to have a great mobile experience and an order experience. The minute you step foot though in that store, and all of a sudden, you know, the relationship seems poor. I'm no I'm no longer loyal to that brand. And so I think with these digital projects, you have to measure. What is the um, what is the loyalty of the customer, you know, at the at the end of an interaction, not just did I fulfill the orders on time and things like that. So I think it's a mistake to not be measuring that personal experience and tying it back into the digital. Yeah, Barney, that the, the human touch, right? All that other stuff is supposed to enhance that, not replace it or dismiss it. Um, Barney, two two thoughts I had. There's a follow up. One is. Um, 
that's so uh, compelling what you described there that, you know, not a good thing with any company, but it was Starbucks always that, you know, how many millions of articles have been written about at Starbucks, it's not the coffee, it's not the beverage, it's the experience. And yet they come in and allow that gem, the thing that's allowed them to sell, you know, charge five or six dollars, whatever for a drink there, that it, it's gone away. So I, I hope they'll wise up to that and listen. And the other one was, well, and we might have mentioned this a few months ago, but um, there's a relatively new CEO at Lowe's uh, Home Improvement Centers. And he's been a big advocate of technology that come in to help them change how they manage inventory and uh, demand forecasting and so on. And especially, he said the curbside pickup was something they really had to get right. And he feels that they've done that. But he made this big point, and this was on an earnings call. He said, look, I want to emphasize too. He said, you can buy all the greatest technology in the world. You can buy two or three times as much as you need. And it won't make a damn bit of difference if you don't have people in the store who make customers feel welcome and appreciated and respected. Uh, I I just thought it was priceless advice. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And and my Blackboard, every month we talk about, you know, my my quote of the month. So this one, I think, really underpins what you just mentioned there with Lowe's is that people are going to forget what you said. People are going to forget what you did. People will never forget the way you feel. And I feel like that is what we're getting at in this customer uh, experience equation here is that, you know, they're going to, they're going to forget very quickly that how easy it was to click and order something um, from, from Lowe's, you know, that's sort of table stakes at this point. I can do that now anywhere, certainly Amazon and, yeah. and all the competitors. On the other hand, if you make me remember how much you care about me as a customer because of those inner in, in-person interactions or even online interactions that are, you know, those things outside the norm that you have to make contact with a company, those are the things that are going to make me a loyal customer or, Make me a disloyal customer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Bonnie, sort of an analog to what you have on the board there. It's a terrific, uh, terrific sentiment. It really captures it. Um, my, my dear mother used to tell us, especially, you know, as uh, her children moved into adulthood and started having our own children. Uh, but my mom would say, your children will never remember what you did for them. And they will never forget what you did with them. And uh, honestly, I think I've thought about that, you know, most every day, you know, for the last many, many years since I uh, first started hearing that. So uh, it's, it's eloquently expressed as well by that saying uh, on your blackboard there and that, that sense of feeling, right? And I hope that a lot of companies will listen to this uh, and, you know, to, to bear in mind here, all this digital wizardry is supposed to be in service of the point you make there about how the customers feel it's not a replacement for that that one-to-one touch so uh, bonnie great insights there so how does this come into play you know bonnie with what you've talked about even in some aspects like b2b services Mm -hmm. you know in the last year we've actually seen b2b services now b2b is i think a, a different type of customer dynamic certainly in a lot of ways we've seen customer experience and satisfaction actually increase over the past year. Um, and I think that's, that's somewhat dim- different than what, what we've seen in the B2C world, which is you know, the Starbucks experiences and, and things like that. And I think part of 
what's what we're attributing, you know, customers being happier with, let's say, a digital transformation project or professional services engagement. Those are things that that I measure through my company, Raven Intel. Where where people are actually seeing an increase in the relationship is is the availability to schedule a meeting um, and availability of project team members because um, of reduced travel, let's say. And you know, you're able to get an executive's time um, a lot more frequently now because they're not necessarily in the office and in board meetings all the time. So that's that's a that's a positive there. Um, I think the other thing is is in terms of relationship, a video conference, we're not wearing masks. So Bob, you and I right now, we're interacting in a, in, in a virtual world, but we're able to see one another without the masks that we're dealing with when we're out in a retail sort of environment in that in-person. I, I think it's a small, it, you know, it's a, it's a minor type of thing. On the other hand, I think masks have really made the, the retail and the in-person experience more negative. And I, as I talked with and did this informal poll in preparation for today of my, of my, you know, my network, I think masks, again, there's just this perception of I'm not getting as, as a good a relationship with somebody in, in the physical world um, from a service perspective, or I can't hear them or things like that. And we don't have to deal with that when we're in this B2B virtual world of delivering services. So I think that's, that's definitely a plus and you're, we're able to meet more and more um, via video calls. That's an accepted thing, but I think that's helped deepen relationships where, you know, it maybe have, would have been a phone call in the past. So I think all of those things have really helped increase just even in minor sort of ways, the interpersonal relationships and helped projects be more, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, more enjoyable and, and yeah. you know, more satisfactory to customers. Bonnie, that's a great point. But let me take a second here for a break from our sponsor, BMC. BMC wants to know, is your business on its A game? That's when systems are intelligent by learning from markets, where automation is paramount yet effortless, and when technology and people work as one in an enterprise. The A game is your business at its absolute best. BMC calls this the autonomous digital enterprise. Find out more at bmc.com slash A game. Um, you know, the other thing is, is just efficiency in general. The fact that now we can do so much in a shorter period of time without being in person to deliver a certain piece of work. And we're not, you know, wasting a lot of time in a in-person meeting with sort of the, the water cooler type of conversations, the efficiency in delivering like a specific project or a scope um, you know, of, of work, I think is, is just more efficient in a digital universe. And we've seen improvements in speed of delivery with these projects as a result as well. So I think those are all the attributes where the B2B services area is, is increasing. And I think, you know, it's, it's no secret. People like working remotely and yeah. feel like they have more flexibility. So I think just in general, people are a little bit um, happier with that, that sort of environment. Bonnie, again, it, it's a great insights. I think you're pointing to some things that, you know, every company, every industry has to understand this and sort of take this to heart because you're not going to get a second shot, right? Um, there's other places to buy coffee. There's other places to buy whatever it is that somebody needs up and down the line. And if, if it comes to the point where I guess if I could sort of try to speak for 
um, you know, the example you cited with Starbucks, you're, you would be willing, it sounds like to take not necessarily you, you you have to have a great experience you just want a less bad experience right i mean that's a low bar and there, there's lots of companies that can meet that low bar now so that that danger right and then once you go to that other place you find it you like it that place you used to go to and get a lot of your money they're done as far as you know more money from you and I, I, this, this notion today of the speed at which the market's moving, the competitive nature of it, when somebody gets that right thing to develop customer loyalty and the great customer experience, the good companies are going to really pile that on and enhance it. And it's going to be very hard, I think, for, you know, the former uh, top choice to, to win people back. So what I think you're describing here, this is, this is valuable stuff. And, you know, I would, I would have one thing to that point is that the smaller companies out there have wised up to this digital transformation. All of a sudden, this digital universe is, I mean, as I mentioned before, these are going to be table stakes. And so it's going to be so much easier to compete now with the Starbucks and the um, you know, Home Depots of the world who had a jump start on all this great mm -hmm. digital transformation. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think there's going to be a commoditization of the digital experience because everybody's going to be able to deliver it, you know, well, not everybody, but, you know, it, people are, you know, have, are transforming in that direction. And I think it's going to be, we're going to go back to, it's the relationship yeah. aspect of this uh, and services that are going to cause that differentiation. Not how easy can I buy this commodity? That's going to be commoditized. It's the brand loyalty is going to come from these in-person experiences. And I think that's where some of these brands that are really sort of rusting on their laurels, yeah. e.g. Starbucks, um, <laughs> in yeah. my local experience here, um, are, are going to suffer in the long run once everything goes back to sort of a, you know, some sort of state of normalcy. Yeah. And, and Bonnie, they, I think employees feel that too, right? Um, you know, after a while, they're going to say, gosh, you come in here, you know, people come in and they, they're sort of scowling as they come in reflecting the atmosphere we're providing for them. Like, I, I want to go somewhere where people come in with a smile on their face, right? You know, uh, so, hey, hey, Bonnie, you know, uh, just to, this this might be an, uh, a little bit of a stretch here for a connection, but I, I wanted to mention this, right? As you were talking about emphasizing the impact that small businesses can have now, if they get this balance of digital and physical and the great customer experience is right. Um, I was talking the other day to uh, an executive from Oracle and he happens to head up all their new industry cloud solutions. So he tossed out a couple of numbers that surprised me. Uh, first, he said that we, we have now 100,000 customers using the Oracle industry clouds. From those 100,000 customers, they have 16 million users. And he said, and, and a huge volume in some industries of those 16 million total users that are very small businesses that have never used Oracle products before. But now as to meet the needs of the digital economy, businesses are buying these vertical solutions, they're tying in their contractors and some of their smaller suppliers into this as well. So I think that's gonna be another opportunity, this, this new type of automation that allows small businesses to have the capabilities, the, the, the connections to, and the engagement with giant companies, that's gonna be a big step forward as well. That's right. And 
that verticalization is going to allow, you know, a local hardware store to have the same infrastructure that Home Depot does or yeah. you know, a similar one. But I think that verticalization and specialty that they're they're sort of bringing customers, um, you know, best practices and, and things like that, like standard setups, that's really going to help enable, um, you know, a small business to have not have to start, you know, from a blank canvas and create everything. Um, so I think that's going to be huge. And uh, Bonnie, this is a, I'm sorry to bombard you with this, but a line that I use all the time, I said, you know, in the cloud wars, all the vendors are competing, but the real winners are the customers. Yeah, there is, there is no doubt about that. And I think, you know, the more parity that, you know, or that, that everybody's working towards um, or competitive parity, so, so to speak, it's just going to allow that level of innovation to, to sort of snowball. And as you say, I mean, the, the benefit to all that innovation and, and people trying to be really, or at least vendors being really competitive for customers, yeah. um, it's going to be their benefit um, for sure. Yeah. Bonnie, last thought on that. I, I've heard a lot over the last 20 or 25 years, people will say, I don't get it with this enterprise software, right? Because if every shoe company can buy the same enterprise software, how does any of them gain a competitive advantage? And I feel like saying, well, that's like saying in baseball, everybody has the same bat. So why doesn't everybody hit, uh, you know, 370, uh, you know, instead of 230? I, I don't know. It just, it's just, it's an odd way of looking at things. And I think it also sort of pushes again, like you've been describing too much of the onus over on the technology and not enough emphasis on the people, the culture, the innovation, that sense that, you know, you have a choice. You can make the customer feel like he or she is number one, or you can make that customer feel like, hey, you know, spend here, spend somewhere else. I don't care. Yep. Without a doubt. And, you know, I, I just read something today, you know, for software, 80% of it is the same. There's 20% of, you know, feature functionality is better here at this vendor, better here. You know, what I think makes all the difference is how committed is a software vendor to the relationship? What are they going to, you know, bring in terms of that true partnership um, that's going to provide an advantage for, for the end customer or your, your business? I mean, and, and I think you can see that pretty clearly demonstrated even during the, the selection process, you're going to see, you know, some companies that will uh, just do things differently and give you a different sort of feel about how they're going to hold up their end of the, the partnership. Well, Bonnie, great points. Uh, really love that. Like the, the idea there right behind you, people will never forget how you make them feel. Companies should remember that's an important thing and don't over rotate toward the digital at the expense of the human touch that people can give in the real world. That's right. It's, it's that final mile that you go that they truly are going to remember and create that loyalty that, that in the end is going to truly benefit your company. And it's going to make that digital transformation, um, you know, investment that you made all worthwhile. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't help strengthen the customer partnership uh, for your business, um, it's, you know, it's not as worthwhile. So. Yeah. 
Well, Bonnie, thank you so much. Bonnie is the CEO of Raven Intel, a peer-to-peer review site where you can find tons of good things about what's going on with the software vendors and the partners who work on some of these implementations. That Bonnie, thanks as always for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. And folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. The world's moving awfully fast. We've got experts like Bonnie in to help all of us figure out how to navigate that high-speed journey forward. Thanks for being here. We'll see you again next time.